0: hey what's up everybody it's nick from the children's programming podcast Um, i'm just getting done editing the show i just wanted to throw in a couple quick notes uh notes from the editor if you will about this particular episode number one obviously uh with the national championship brief national championship discussion um i would be remiss if i didn't wish a, a a rest in peace and uh my thoughts being with the Georgia program to uh, Devin Willock and the, uh, the other member of the team who, I've, I'm sorry, I forget the name, but the other member of the team who was killed in that unfortunate car accident a few days ago. It happened uh, in between recording this and getting it out, so we were not able to cover it, unfortunately. But, you know, our thoughts go out to the families of, of those two individuals and the entire Georgia program as a whole and then just a uh, editor's note, um, couple editor's notes, the, uh, the YouTuber, uh, I mentioned about the best pictures is, uh, all talking pictures, so go check them out, and, uh, then just a minor correction, the Hurt Locker was 2009, and Slumdog Millionaire was 2008, we had him backwards, so Hurt Locker was the one that actually beat Avatar, so, uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for all the support you've given us over the years. Hope you enjoy the episode. I'm, I'm literally Chad Incorporated. What that mouth do? <laughs> Quick breathe in my face, real fast. We were at a party. Kirby Cooper. Here's a strip room. <laughs> Spicy chips. <laughs>
1: Refuse to relinquish lead control to
0: Sounds Matt Dixon. Perfect.
1: Sounds juicy. Uh, what, what, are the, what else do the kids say? Scrumptious. You know, crispy,
0: delicious. Crispy. All
1: of the above. These, just, these are just things that we say.
0: Yeah. Words. Welcome, a, welcome aboard, children of the world, to the children's programming podcast. Ooh, with uh, your host, uh, your host Matt Dixon, right over here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm right next to you. Um, so we've got a fully loaded show for you all today. Georgia obviously won the national championship a few days ago. I, I don't know if you were aware of that.
1: Uh, that's something I would know absolutely nothing about. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because uh, so, I, I know next to nothing about the national championship.
0: Did you happen to see Joe Leo's reaction to the national championship semifinal? Well, y- well, you know, I'm uh, I'm off the grid, so I don't I don't see people's reactions. Nobody loves football as much as I do. It's in a word troubling. I couldn't remember if I sent this video to you. Let me play it for you, real quick. Just this audio. I mean, it's it's legitimately frightening. Take- let's go, fucking fries, baby. Hey, let's go blue. Let's go. What is what is the matter with him? <laughs>
1: uh. He gets really excited about his sports.
0: Let's go Yeah, I mean he he what happened was Ohio State, his his sworn enemy lost in a second field goal and he was just overcome with rage and anger. I've never seen anything like this in another human being before.
1: I imagine that's what a young was, child would've looked, a, a young child Joe Leo would have looked like during game seven of the 0-4 LCS. Let's go
0: <laughs> Well it's funny you say that. It, the party was actually decades themed, so he showed up in nineties garb. A USA soccer shirt and a flannel. He looked like a he looked like a, a a Backstreet Boys crossed with Alice in Chains type of figure.
1: So like a hipster from 2004. Let's go.
0: Yes, exactly. A hipster from 2004. Fantastic. Did oh, you move. also happen to see we have an update on um an update on Green Day a Green Day watch if you will. Oh baby baby it's full time. We have a, we have both you a Green Day really watch that and an update on the list. I. Think. Well, so Green Day has been um, teasing for several weeks the 25th anniversary of Nimrod, and yes. they're doing a giant box set. They just released Allison, the new um, the new song from that track, an Elvis Costello cover. Beautiful arrangement, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let's go! But that said, there's also been big updates in the Trey Cool world. Woo-hoo! He was um he was playing at some kind of Christmas show. And chose to sing my number five most hated Christmas song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> I'll play you this, this audio right here. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Walking home from our house Christmas.
1: Eve. I think it's the perfect note
0: no I mean, I have so many questions. Why? Why is he playing in a middle school auditorium with a uh, music stand in front of them? I mean, <laughs> he's just a man of the people. Got one over <laughs> the
1: people. His uh, his chocolate rain cover is one of the best all time. Obviously, uh, if we had a 50 greatest Green Day tracks, uh, All By Myself would be
0: uh, number one, of course. Followed by Chocolate Rain at number yes. two. Yeah. Chocolate Rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Where is Like a Rat Does Cheese on this list? <sighs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. It, that's a that's a stone cold classic. Yes. Tug my dick until your lips fall off. So what's been going on with you, man? Uh,
1: nothing Nothing really much. The, the world's pretty much the same since the last time we spoke two weeks ago. You know, as an adult, it's a boring life. So I am
0: currently dying. I've uh I've come back to the Southland. It's been nice to be back. Yeah. Um, we have uh, some some box office updates for you. Megan is currently tearing it up at the box office.
1: You know, I, I feel like there's a trend of like the average horror movie in January. All of a sudden, there being like a really really good horror movie. Because mm-hmm. isn't January generally? Declared as shitty horror movie month.
0: Well, Red Letter Media famously calls it fuck you, it's January (laughs) when they they dump all the shitty films. Um, are are, are obviously like this is like taking the world by storm. I mean, first of all, with the viral marketing, I'm having the Megan doll show up at like sporting events and just kind of out in the world and stuff like that. It's been a really interesting way of going about marketing a film, but. I mean even beyond that you're absolutely right things seem to be changing to a point where you know you could release I mean Get Out was released in like February 7th a couple years ago mm-hmm. something like that I mean they just dumped it away and then it turned out to be this massive hit Silence of the Lambs famously came out in January
1: It was the it was the earliest movie to win best picture
0: Maybe uh maybe broken this year by Top Gun Maverick Uh I don't know since it technically came out like three years ago you're you're anticipating so much
1: change from the industry to happen so quickly and i don't like, like what do you th- you think all the old white guys that are voting for the oscars are going to go past their their template for the last you know entire existence of the oscars
0: i just think that this like there's something to be said for the oscars are about you know, moving, or at least they're supposed to be about, they're supposed to be about moving the art form and the industry forward. And I think there's something to be said for this is the movie that got people to go back to theaters, especially old people.
1: But old people go to the movies anyway, because they have, you know, standard things that they do every week. They like to do their mall Mm -hmm. walking. They like to go to the pool. They're going to go to the movies either way. I guess old people just don't ever change. And that's, partly what's wrong with them, but that's that's neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's just my own wishful thinking that I would like to see uh Top Gun Maverick win best picture. If
1: that one best picture, it would completely change how the Oscars are perceived. You can be my wingman anytime. That's the other
0: thing that that makes me think they might do it is like they it's been obvious for a while that they've really wanted, you know, to make a change. They 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 kind of want to be more relevant. Mm-hmm. This would be a way to do it. The, the worry that I guess they would have is that it'll probably come off as being very try-hard.
1: Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last couple of years when they've been shamelessly nominating certain movies for Best Picture, I won't mention what, but obviously there was a reasoning for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can fill in the blanks on that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm all for, like, you know, the big blockbuster movie getting nominated for Best Picture, but I feel like all, all, most of the time it's just like, oh yeah, at least we tried.
0: Right. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, am I stupid, crazy, or both for thinking that top? Gun I mean, could win? you're
1: optimistic. That's what I'll give you. You can be my wingman anytime. Man, you, you know, you see the change that's happening in the world, and unfortunately, uh, that's not the way the world works. Until they prove us wrong.
0: What do you think is more likely that? top gun will win outright or that top gun avatar and black panther 2 will all get nominated
1: i mean i think it's a given that at least two of those movies will get nominated
0: but being top gun and avatar probably you think
1: not that there's anything wrong with black panther 2 i just feel like again if they nominated that i feel like they're just
0: Trying too hard. Do you think that Avatar has a better chance of winning than Top Gun does, if we're going to go with the blockbuster route?
1: Well, Avatar lost to Slumdog Millionaire, right, in
0: 2009? I think so. It was either that or the Hurt Locker. Lock Hurt Locker was 2008. Okay. So, yeah, it lost to Slumdog Millionaire. But that was, like... That was one of those movies that it just became a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. It was kind of like *Parasite* a few years right. ago, where like it just it blew up and everybody was like, "You got to see *Slumdog Millionaire*." Absolutely, and it was great.
1: Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Not a very memorable movie in my mind. Yeah, um, I don't remember the last time I thought about watching it. It doesn't have a lot of staying power for me. I mean, neither did *Avatar*, but nonetheless. <laughs> um, and to go back to what I was saying, like I'm not saying Black Panther two doesn't deserve to be nominated for Best Picture. I just knowing the trend of how the Oscars are, they're just they're not doing it for the right reasons.
0: Right, they're doing it because this is a superhero movie, and this is a movie with a uh, uh, African American, or I guess British, uh, Black British lead mm-hmm. actress now. Um, But that's, you know, that is like, to be blunt, that is the reason they're doing it. and They're pushing it because not to say it's like you said, not to say it's not a great movie, but it's all political. It's all a game. Yeah. At the unfortunately, end of the day for that's, them.
1: that's just how it is. I mean, the Oscars are just about as irrelevant as they've ever been. Unfortunately,
0: I was I was thinking about this really the other day because I, I watched on the way back to Nashville uh, going through the Pittsburgh area, actually. I watched, like, this video that somebody had made. I I wish I could remember the name of the YouTuber, but it was a video called I Watched Every Best Picture Winner to Learn What It Said About the Industry Through Time. And it was really a fascinating kind of deep dive in just the history of movies and film and what motivated voters at the time and what kind of social things were going on at the time. Like... You know, there's the obvious ones like, you know, In the Heat of the Night being the winner during the Civil Rights era and things like that, where everything kind of coalesces together, or the era of big epics winning in the 50s, like Ben-Hur and stuff like that. But there were some other interesting ones, too, like The Hurt Locker, for example, was the first Movie to win Best Picture since World War Two that was about a war that was actively going on. I thought that was very interesting. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um. There's definitely been an uptick, obviously, in in you know s- stories from other cultures that have been built, brought to the forefront now. Moonlight won Best Picture a few years ago. A movie about gay black people from Miami that would have never won in the '70s or 80s even the well, more experimental i, I feel 70s. like i feel like 70s baby in the heat
1: of the night is a good example because like the fact of that, that movie winning in the period of time it was that's very significant and i feel like that's the that's the kind of movie that like okay that proved something by that winning best picture it wasn't a i, I don't feel like it was a political stance it was just like oh it won best picture because you know it was the best movie and this is the right thing to do Right. You know, well, it was genuinely great. Yeah, of course. Oh, I've seen it. It's an excellent movie.
0: Um, Midnight Cowboy, one of your favorites, oh, love winning Cowboy. the next year. The only X-rated film ever to win, I believe. Only two correct? were ever nominated. What was the other one? I don't know. Clockwork Orange was the only other
1: X-rated movie to be nominated. Mm. And it was the only X-rated movie. Uh, Midnight Cowboy was the only X-rated movie screened at the White House. Mm. Tricky, Tricky Dick was uh, was on something that week, I guess.
0: I can't imagine Tricky Dick was a big Midnight Cowboy enjoyer. Yeah, I don't imagine. next out. So we've got um, I've got a quick preview of 2023 at the movies for you. Um, the two big ones that I'm looking at are Mission Impossible Seven and Indiana Jones Five. Okay. Two more sequels coming at you, Indiana Jones Five. I'm very confused by, because. On one hand, why does this exist? Money. Money.
1: Harrison Ford yes. is 105 years old.
0: Right.
1: And the last movie was
0: god awful. I do like There are things about Crystal Skull that I do like, but it's definitely the my least favorite of the four. Crystal
1: Skull is the rocky 5 of the franchise in my view. <laughs> You kind of you kind of like it because it's campy, but in reality, it's right. just not a not a
0: great movie at all. Get that, research! So what you're saying is is Dial of Destiny, or which, by the way, is what is that title? The Dial of Destiny. That sounds pretty cheesy. Yeah, I'm um, not a fan. So is that? Are you saying that this is going to be the Rocky Balboa of the franchise?
1: Um, that's to be determined. I mean, I think that Crystal Crystal Skull got a lot of flack for it. Really wasn't that bad of a movie. It was just an odd. It was odd timing. Yes, you know it was like why do we need this? Kind of how we're thinking about the movie now. It's like Mm -hmm. it's odd timing. Why do we need this? It doesn't. It didn't really add much to the to the franchise. And now Shia LaBeouf's not in it anymore. So it's not like oh Shia LaBeouf is taking the the olive branch to move on to a new chapter in the franchise. This was, mm-hmm. what, how how long ago was that movie out? F- I mean, that was 15 2008. 15 years
0: ago? Yeah, so.
1: So, why are they going 15 and obviously years?
0: obviously Shia LaBeouf has gone off the rails since yeah. then. Do it! So Just do this it! This was pre-Shia uh, Breakdown. But even at the time, I remember, like, I was excited about it because I liked Transformers and I liked Holes and stuff like that. I was excited to have Shia LaBeouf in the movie, but... Even at the time, it was a weird choice. Like, George Lucas wanted to continue the franchise with Shia LaBeouf. And it was going to be, like, Son of Indiana Jones. But it's like, what would Butt be searching for? Like, he's not an archaeologist. Like, it would be like the search for Elvis or some shit like that.
1: When it comes to these, like, let's reboot the franchise movies. Now, this is the second time they're trying to reboot the franchise. So what makes them think that it didn't work the
0: first time? Right, that now it'll work this time of him being even older yeah and also steven spielberg isn't involved he's not yeah but that's that's kind of weird where the the weird part comes in because like james mangold is involved and he's a great director yeah. so and the fact that indy is going to be fighting nazis again i'm intrigued for that i think those are his best opponents did um,
1: the last movie take place like in world war ii times still
0: what the crystal skull? Yeah. No, it was like set in the late '50s. So how are Nazis still involved? <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming it's gonna be like a splitter faction, like maybe like how the how a bunch of them escaped to Argentina, right? So it'll probably be something like that. Like it'll be some plot, like the Nazis are trying to reform the Reich in mm. in South America, and and he has to do with that. How? <laughs> I that's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is one case, this is the rare case where I actually would have preferred a straight-up remake. Yeah. You know, just cast a new actor and set it back in the 30s. Indiana Jones. Always knew
1: someday you'd come walking back through my
0: door. Of course, you know, that said, who am I kidding? You know, Indiana Jones is my favorite franchise, and I'm going to be there opening day no matter what. So, what leg do I really have to stand on?
1: I mean, they're going to do this either way when it comes to these franchise movies. So, usually that's the best solution. I mean, Top Gun Maverick is the, is the exception to the rule. Because they're not really trying, like I said last time we were talking, they're not trying to reset the franchise, they're just trying to make this be its own thing. Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, Hollywood has a horrible trend of doing that when it comes to the opposite. You know, Mm -hmm. they just want to reboot it. They want to make quick money. We can reference the 2016 Ghostbusters as an example where no effort was put into it, you know, it seems.
0: One would just say.
1: You know, like, I don't like that there's no heart put into these franchises. These are very important important movies and important things that people care about and instead they turn it into a cheap like you know cash grab like mm-hmm. obviously notwithstanding the the obvious things that people didn't like about the the 2016 ghostbusters it just—I didn't feel like it had a lot of heart put into it.
0: Ghostbusters, what do you want? I'd probably agree with that. I mean, I—I I was not a fan of that movie at all. I haven't even bothered to watch Ghostbusters: Afterlife, starring Paul Rudd. I
1: didn't even know. I went—I I went to Best Buy the other day, and I didn't even realize they
0: made another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the franchise was dead in, in the first movie came out in 1986. The franchise was dead in 1987. Yeah. I mean, something strange. I mean, it. It. Uh, Oppenheimer is coming out. The new one from Nolan. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by that. I'm
1: excited about that.
0: Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with Barbie starring Margot Robbie. I feel
1: like it's going to be a, a blockbuster hit.
0: I feel like it is, too. I think this is going to make a billion dollars. I got news for yeah, you. Yeah,
1: it's definitely. People
0: love them some Barbie.
1: It's just such a novelty, and it's become a meme now. It's like me, me yeah. and the boys going to the theater for, for Barbie, please. Right. And it's directed by a good director, so.
0: Yeah, and written by, co-written by uh, Noah Baumbach as well.
1: Oh, there we go, her uh, her
0: husband. Yeah. So I I suspect because it's Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach that this is going to be kind of a Lego movie situation where they don't the expect movie it to itself be this
1: big of a deal and it becomes like a right an iconic franchise.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. That's a great example. Like I, I s- feel
1: like Lego movies are about the closest thing
0: you can compare it to. Mhm. I mean the well it's either going to be the Lego movie or the Emoji movie. Well, yeah, yeah, that could be that could be bad. Yes. What? One of the two. M. Night Shyamalan is back with a new film. Okay. Starring Dave Batista for some reason. When is he gonna just hang it up? I mean, he was out of Steve in the 90s. <laughs> he makes two
1: good movies and then just he becomes M. Night Shyamalan.
0: So are you the Avatar wrong? I don't know how that happened. I mean, there's there's multiple ways to look at it, because the story is always the fall of M. Night Shyamalan. How did he go from this director on top of the world to somebody who just pumps out the schlock? I think the real story, I think we're asking the wrong questions as a society. The real story is, how did this guy who makes terrible films manage to have two great ones in him?
1: I mean, Unbreakable is obviously his best movie. I think that's a given. Um, I prefer Six Sense. Sixth Sense has not aged well in my mind. I really? I feel like it's it was really innovative for its time, but once once you kind of get the ending spoiled for you, it doesn't really have any staying
0: power for me. What a twist! I don't. I feel like that's not the movie's fault, though. You know what I mean? Like like the 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 fact that it's become like a cultural touchstone and everybody knows the ending is kind of like a testament to how good it yeah. is. I feel.
1: No, definitely. I'm not it's, saying it's a bad movie. It's just it hasn't aged for me as well mm-hmm. as, as Unbreakable has.
0: That's that's Unbreakable's
1: a more enjoyable film to me to rewatch. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's the same it, it, any M Light Shaman movie, it's like, oh, what's the what's the big reveal?
0: Right. You're waiting for the twists. But unfortunately
1: the twists in his last like ten movies have not been uh the finest. Not saying I've even given any of his movies a chance because as, as, a, as right. a society, we just assume that his movies are bad.
0: What a twist! I uh, will I will say I'm somewhat intrigued by this more than anything else because it's the first one that I can think of that he's ever done that's based on a book. Okay. So he's, he actually didn't write this, so I wonder if there is going to be a twist. I know nothing about this property. I assume he wouldn't adapt it if there wasn't a twist. I mean,
1: wouldn't, would you be surprised if he was just like, yeah, this one looks good, I'll do it. But he didn't actually know anything about the book.
0: Maybe the twist one day will be that there is no twist. (laughs) Maybe. What a twist! And he'll just have a character that's like, did you expect a twist? What a twist! Yeah, I mean, he was
1: touted in his day as, like, the next Spielberg. And Mm -hmm. he just...
0: That was a mistake on the part of the industry to anoint him that, though. Because it was literally just off of the one movie. Yeah.
1: I mean, they put I mean, it on the AFI top one hundred films like ten years ago, and it was just like, mm-hmm. dude, it's not, it's not that deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, it, like like you said, it is a cultural touchstone. It is an important mm-hmm. film for its day. But I mean, I, I I've never had a, a single desire to rewatch a Sixth Sense.
0: Maybe I'll watch it tonight and see if you're right. because yeah. I haven't I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe it doesn't hold up as well as I remember. So I'll give. It I know a lot shot. of people
1: liked that Split movie that came out a few years ago. So he has made, but then he's reusing the same properties from his past movies.
0: Right, it's essentially you know Unbreakable too. Yeah. So. Um. So obviously, the last time he, the only the issue is that obviously the last time he he worked with pre existing source material. Don't remind me. Turned out Don't so well. Bending is forbidden in this village. Leave him alone. You're not taking him anywhere. No one is taking anybody away. No one is taking anybody away. Um. So we have a couple of this week in fuckery updates. All right. Are, were you aware of the Gwen Stefani news that came out? You tell. <laughs> So Gwen Stefani, um, if you if you remember, Gwen Stefani back in the day had her Harajuku era, where mm. her backup dancers were Japanese-themed. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, yeah, so people now have been kind of accusing her of cultural appropriation. Uh, Gwen Stefani st- uh, stands by her Harajuku era by saying it should be okay to be inspired by other cultures. I agree
1: with this. I do agree as well.
0: But then she took it to the next level by saying, I'm Japanese. Alrighty then. This is not, this Gwen is not Stefani. <laughs> uh, this is a Rachel Dolezal situation at this point. Yeah. Aww, super I'm, I'm Japanese. I don't think you are, Miss Stefani. You don't look the part. <laughs> She lives down here. Maybe I could I could ask her what the hell is going on. Yeah, just go out on the street like Nard Warren, just try to find her. Shout out uh shout out Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. I'm sure they would have you around the most if that was the case. <laughs> One <laughs> of the most random couples ever, definitely. Two of them. I never would have thought that. Um uh f- per fox news so you can take this with a grain of salt the uh the republicans are voting on abolishing income tax we discussed this the other day oh i have
1: a lot to say about that i would love to hear it (laughs) how do you anticipate paying for anything As they tell and us all the time, how are you going to pay
0: for all that? I don't care who the IRS sends. I am not paying taxes. And at, on top of that, since when do Republicans care about the working man? Exactly. <laughs> it's rarely the case. If ever. I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm just questioning I mean, like what is what is their logic? Okay, so you're going to just just humor me. You're going to you're okay. going to abolish income tax, okay? So right. that's what we pay. On our our paycheck, right? So we're not paying any income tax, right? Right. What other tax are we paying? We're paying social security, and state tax, mm. right? Yes. So, what? How are you paying for everything else?
0: I guess it would be made up by like, but there's no federal sales tax, is there?
1: I don't think so. I know there's usually county tax up. and there's state tax, right? Yeah. There. So. You know, I mean, I think there's like disability tax, but like I'm assuming most of our income tax goes towards, you know, any sort of project that goes on, whether it be the military or schooling or anything like that. If you live in a state that has, if you live in a town that has a school, you got to pay school tax, right? So I'm, I'm questioning where is this money going to go? Where
0: I guess the response from them would be like, well. The, the response from, like, a Democrat would be, like, we'll increase the corporate tax. Yes, I agree. But Republicans are not going to say that.
1: Well, no, they don't want to have any tax, period.
0: I am not paying taxes. Right. They want it to
1: go back it's... to the Reagan years <laughs> when the economy was prosperous, but <laughs> the little man uh, suffered greatly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to... To ha- pay less taxes, I'll admit I would like to pay no taxes if I could. The fact that Tennessee doesn't have any state income tax is beautiful. Yeah, but I'm—I mean, I'm not—I'm not,
1: like, not I- well versed enough to think like, okay, where—where where does all our tax money go? That's a—that's a question as old as time.
0: <laughs> but also, you're absolutely right. I mean, where is the money going to come from without this tax? I mean, I don't know. Very strange. I mean.
1: I'm just here. Here's where I come from. A lot of Republicans tend to focus on things like, "Oh, we gotta have more. We gotta have more military. We gotta support our troops. We gotta make sure that you know veterans are taken care of." Well, how do you how do you fund things like that without tax to pay for certain aspects of the government? They're very anti-government, yet a lot of the things that they stand for are things that the government has control over. So if mm-hmm. they're going to take away another stream of income for the government, then how are those things going to get
0: accomplished? Yeah, it's it's very, very odd.
1: I mean, that might be a little in the in the weeds with my delivery of that, but you, you get where I'm
0: coming from. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. In other politics news, uh, Dr. Dre is suing Marjorie Taylor Greene for... Using his music without permission during her campaign.
1: What, what a crossover!
0: I, honestly, I mean, I never would have thought the two of them would go together. I mean, like 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 iron and wine. They're just a perfect combination. Yes. Lawyers for Dr. Dre tell Representative uh, Green to stop using his music. She had been using the the hit song "Still Dre" in her promotional material. Oh boy! Why? <laughs>
1: Was she just using the beat, or was she using the uh, the
0: opening three lines? I don't know, and I really want to know because the other thing is who is this appealing to? I mean, her her base is presumably not Dr. Dre fans. No, it doesn't seem to be the case.
1: Her 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 base is uh, middle aged, ultra uh, Christian conservative
0: white ladies from the south. <laughs> right, why isn't she using, like, Pat Boone or something? <laughs> Pat Boone. <laughs> Is he still alive? I think so. Yeah. Let's check. Pat Boone. Still do you remember his uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy album? <laughs> no, I do not.
1: The only thing I remember Pat Boone from was uh, Michael Moore's first movie, where he interviewed him. <laughs> where he made a point, like, oh, Pat Boone's from, from Flint, Michigan, but then he's like, oh, I don't know anything about this town. <laughs>
0: Pat Boone is still alive. He's 88 years old. Uh, what a, what um, a champ! Get him on the show. And what I was referring to, let me pull it up. No more Mr. Nice Guy, Pat Boone. So he recorded an album of metal covers. I see. I'll play you some, and I'll play. I'll play them for the people as well. Um, we have here Crazy Train, the Pat Boone version.
1: Is this the Boomer version? Yes. <laughs> Is this like <laughs> the uh the ultra conservative response to uh that rock and roll music? And they're like, we have to make it for the Lord. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, but that's how it goes. <laughs> oh
0: boy. What's what what's better? And by better, I mean worse. That or a Trey Cool's rendition of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Well,
1: that's more of a classic. This is more of just a kind of a novelty here. <laughs> Anything Trey
0: Cool touches turns to gold. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I love Trey Cool. I'm really excited for this 1972 project that they're doing, but I'm in a word troubled by the news coming out yesterday that the album is still in the recording phase yeah i mean i'm they've been teasing this for like a year and a half yeah i know
1: i know a lot of people have been talking about it on the reddit and stuff like that i am i'm hesitant because obviously they've had how many five consecutive dud albums (laughs) (laughs) right i mean i mean rev rad wasn't bad i i enjoy rev rad a little bit but Mm -hmm. obviously obviously the trilogy and uh father of all of course being their worst album of all time
0: father of all your favorite green day yes
1: um i mean i'm I'm okay with them re-releasing their old material that that's great and give us some new uh some new demos or whatever that's that's perfect but uh They just really need to bring it bring it back. I mean, it's been a while since they had a really good album. Like, 21st century, we're talking, like, what, 14 years
0: ago at this point? <laughs> Maybe they can include that Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer as a bonus track. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I would pay, I would pay for that on
1: vinyl. Nice green vi- <laughs> vinyl. Nice green 45. I love it.
0: <laughs> you can say there's no such thing as like Santa. Um we have a Rudy Giuliani watch. Oh my best friend. Let's go. My best friend. Speaking of uh Pat Boone's constituents. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani is currently being subpoenaed in the uh the uh the Trump campaign payments case. Okay. And he is attempting to abscond away in order to avoid it.
1: Can you can you word that for me in layman terms?
0: So he is trying to he is trying to avoid being subpoenaed by constantly moving from state to state. I see. <laughs> and he also he also recently uh, doubles down on false Pennsylvania election fraud claims and had his Russian spy friend charged with money laundering. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been a rough week for the roodster.
1: Yeah, America's mayor is really
0: having a fall from grace. <laughs> We have a uh, we have an Akon watch. Akon did, did you see did you see the news of Akon, Mr. Lonely, as he says. So, so, so uh, Nick Cannon a while back Mr. was lonely. criticized by by people for having like twelve kids with twelve different women and admitting that he doesn't go to he doesn't go check up on them, doesn't go to any parent teacher conferences. Doesn't go to their recitals, all this stuff. Right. So Akon uh, defended Nick Cannon and said, quote, attending your kids' recitals is, quote, white people shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
1: I have nobody on my own. So, uh, so uh, your, your kid's interest is all of a sudden not important?
0: Right. And you have 12 it's of
1: them to take care of, which is your your problem?
0: I'm confused on multiple levels. I'm confused by why Akon felt the need to insert himself into the situation at all.
1: Because, <laughs> I, I mean, are they friends? Or is it just like, you know, he saw this and was responding?
0: Right. I guess I know now why he calls himself Mr. Lonely. You yes. know, if this is his attitude. That's true. It's white people shit, Matt <laughs> Dixon. <laughs> You know? Maybe that's Rudy's defense for um, all of his uh, – and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene's defense. It's white people shit.
1: <laughs> Need you not be concerned.
0: Yeah. Stealing culture, it's white people shit. I
1: keep forgetting you guys aren't black. Okay, Gwen.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> so Pete Davidson and the Iron Sheik are both also at it again. That's where we'll wrap up our This Week in Fuckery. Okay, so wh- Pete what, did, Davidson, what did
1: Big Skeet have to say?
0: Big Skeet. Big Skeet is a new girlfriend. He has dumped Emily Ratajkowski. He's now uh, dating Chase Suey Wonders. Yet another 10 for him.
1: He just, you know, straight L's from, uh, from our boy, Big Skeet. I know.
0: It's, it's utterly amazing. And then, of course, the Iron Sheik. We have, um from the other day, fuck the field goal, hashtag NFL playoffs. <laughs> what has he got against the field goal? And he also tweeted out, Wibbid life, freedom. Give me some fries with that chic, chic. <laughs> and made... he responded to uh, Gracie Abrams announced her good riddance tour. Gracie Abrams, JJ's daughter, who is a singer of the Olivia Rodrigo vein.
1: Who's JJ? JJ Abrams. Oh, that JJ. I'm sorry. Excuse me.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I know it's easy to forget after his his... Big Dud, Rise of Skywalker. Yes, yeah, it's fall from grace, really. Um, but his daughter is a is a singer, very much in the Olivia Rodrigo kind of bedroom pop vibe, right? I believe they toured together actually, but she's announced her tour, the Good Riddance tour. Let's go. Wait, is it is it her first tour? <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, the Iron Sheik might know the answer because he seems to be a fan. He responded to the tweet by saying, "Excellent, Gracie Bubba." <laughs>
1: There's some people who should just not have access to the internet. (laughs) They might want to contact their local school
0: as well. (laughs) He also tweeted out, fuck the Dasani water.
1: (laughs) I I agree with that sentiment. Yes.
0: When you try your best, but you don't succeed, go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) Since uh, Gary Busey's been canceled, is this now the Iron Sheik taking over the... uh, the chic isms of the world gotta have it, gotta, it have some, gotta have somebody with with isms yeah you know we don't have bush anymore gary Busey was going strong for a few years now obviously he's uh he's canceled so we can't really uh can't really laugh at it anymore
0: right him and liam gallagher i think are uh competing for the title really now yeah have you ever looked at like a, just the a list of liam gallagher like headlines
1: no is i it mean like- it's amazing is it like Florida Man?
0: For, it's, he's like the British version of Florida he's Man. He's Florida Man of Jace. Florida Man of Jace. We have um, Liam Gallagher nearly killed by Blue Peanut m M&M. Delicious. <laughs> Liam Gallagher on Kanye West, quote, You'll never see Jesus banging his head. <laughs> Liam Gallagher calls Robbie Williams a, quote, Fat fucking idiot. Liam Gallagher would rather shoot himself in the balls than take Robbie Williams' advice.
1: (laughs) I remember that one.
0: Liam Gallagher says he could write Daft Punk's Get Lucky in an hour. (laughs) Liam Gallagher surrounded by naked women in new BDI video. I'm,
1: I'm literally Chad Incorporated. Speaking of him, just like I, I, he's like one of the bands I wish would get back together. I know it's never going to happen, but
0: them and the Stripes, right?
1: That would be an interesting list. Like, obviously, yes. I would, I would never actively go to a concert, but if they, if they got
0: back together, I would go. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't even like Oasis. I just want to see the meme happen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Liam Gallagher used to play his own music loudly in his garden. Neighbor claims. In his what? He has to play his own music loudly in his own garden. Okay. He's out working in the, working on the, working the hoe.
1: Working in the fields.
0: Listening to, listening to some champagne supernova. Mm. Um, Keeping him going. You'll never see Jesus banging his head. And finally, Liam Gallagher says in an interview, quote, my arse is better than Beyonce's. (laughs) Oh, Liam. Oh, Liam.
1: We love you. Never change.
0: Ben Affleck was recently spotted working at a Dunkin' Donuts, working the hoe. Are times really this hard for our boy?
1: Was it a, was it a joke?
0: I don't know. He's got the uniform on and the hat on.
1: Maybe he was doing some sort of a uh, social experiment,
0: working the hoe. Maybe maybe he's preparing for a new role.
1: That's true. I mean, that happens. Like we some, they'll take a role like that, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go become a taxi driver for a month or something like that." Right. Maybe he's preparing for the uh, the Dunkin' Donuts biopic that he's been waiting for his whole life.
0: <laughs> Does he have anything coming up? I wonder.
1: I truthfully do not pay attention to the modern cinema trades. So
0: yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm so checked out on like what the new releases are, other than like the big ones that I see previews for.
1: I just focus on like if I know like obviously if Robert Eggers makes a new movie, then I'm gonna I'm gonna drop everything to
0: go see that. Right.
1: You know, I focus on certain directors at this point. I don't really focus on what's new, because generally speaking, it's not going to interest me at all.
0: Speaking of new releases, I did see that our boy Daisuke has gotten his uh, copy of Baron Munchausen sent in.
1: Yes. What a king! He's
0: quite happy about that. Yeah. Love that guy. What a what a tremendous individual! I mean,
1: gave us the time of day. Yeah. Unlike unlike some people. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, you know who you are Yes, yes Barry Zito oh, the turned us down Programming shit list forever <laughs> Yeah, uh, did you watch any of the playoffs yesterday?
1: For football? I haven't
0: watched any football this year Big Cock Brock is taking the lead by storm I don't know if you were aware of this Who? The last pick of the draft is currently starting for the 49ers and has them on the cusp of the Super Bowl Really now? It's been absolutely incredible what he's done. Fantastic, Dirty Purdy, as they say. <laughs> Can we talk about some
1: controversy? Sure. Speaking what of football, got? yeah. <clears throat> so uh, when were we playing for money?
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm a bit perturbed by this recent development out of one Joe Leo. Joe Leo. Uh,
1: if you don't know, our our good friend Joe Leo, our organizer of our fantasy league, let's go. As you've heard many times before, is incapacitated. Yes. Um, he. Was uh after he finished the fantasy league, I believe uh who who won this year? Ah, uh, Woodard. Okay, so our good uh, our good buddy Woodard, who I've yes. never met, but you know Woody. apparently, I do. He, he he's, wins. He's a good guy. And then Joe Leo's out here trying to trying to collect.
0: Hey, Joe Leo, it's Don McGregor from the Michael K Show. And my yes, in, I, My initial
1: thought was, as you said immediately after, I didn't know we were playing money for this shit.
0: Yes, I right. This is. This has been, like, the constant theme of the league the last few years is that we, we don't play for money because John and Tim are unwilling to go there. Yes. You know, young John Maniscalco has been adamant about he doesn't want this to turn into a gambling thing because he says he, quote, has an issue.
1: Yeah. Joe Leo is incapacitated.
0: And I'm willing to respect his wishes.
1: That's fine. He can he can sign off of it. And uh, you know, I obviously missed the draft this year, so I didn't play at all. Okay. Um. I basically became the buy for most people. Um, I think
0: d- you actually did. You actually finish last place. P- probably. I mean, I didn't pay attention to it at all. Let me check, because I feel like you didn't for whatever reason. I
1: mean, I probably, I probably ruined a few weeks by just f- sheer coincidence.
0: Uh you did not finish at last. Chris Kelly did actually. Poor Chris Kelly. Shout out to our friend. Yeah. Who I also don't know if he was even playing either.
1: Um I mean he asked about the money thing. I mean I I don't think he knew either.
0: <laughs> he asked you about it?
1: Yes. Hmm. Um but you know we have to establish uh just knowing how John is, I don't think that, that we would have been playing for money period. Yeah. But I guess this was established early in the season. I'm sure I'm sure the receipts are there. But uh, I will not be.
0: Paid. I'm not going to go back through and look for him. I'll tell you that.
1: I'm, you're not getting money out of me. I'm
0: sorry to be so blunt, but we all know this to be fact. So, it, it, are you saying that that Joe Leo needs to step down as commissioner? Joe Leo, do what's right. Step aside.
1: I mean, we've we've been saying that for the last four years. That's Joe Leo,
0: do what's right. Step aside.
1: Step aside.
0: I have the song to to back up our argument. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I have your, have your new track.
1: Right your new uh, your new meme.
0: Joe track. Leo. Do what's right. Step aside. Joe Leo. Joe Leo. He calls you human scum. I have a second one. Do you now? Are you ready for this? Of course. Hi, my name is what? My name is Hi, My name is Joe huh? Leo. Huh? my name is <laughs> what? My name is Joe Leo. Hi, my name
1: <laughs> I love it. Thank you. It's a masterpiece.
0: Low, the lowest effort possible, as I say. Yes. So that was a live premiere here on the show. I can't wait for Joe to hear it himself.
1: Yes, Joe's been making <laughs> a lot of lot of strides in life. I'm very proud of him.
0: Yes, I, I am very proud of him. I, all this ESPN stuff, you know, my hat's off to the guy. But we were never playing for money. You fraud.
1: He is a fraud, and I'm. The, you're not getting my money. You never will. <laughs> a fraud. A until a contract is signed. <laughs> He's out here collecting like he's some sort of like, uh, (laughs) I don't know, like some sort of shark,
0: like some sort of tax man, if you will. Joe Leo, somebody played tax tax man man by the Beatles. (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna go post that in the group chat now, see what he says. (laughs) Anyway, my
0: name is
1: (laughs) Joe Leo. All right, guys, Chris Carlin from 987 ESPN, and of course, Rutgers. And you know what. I have to step in here on behalf of the league because it's become clear we've got a major problem here. Our commissioner, Joe Leo,
0: is incapacitated. He is yeah, no so longer fit. Joe Leo is incapacitated. I think myself, I'm going to throw myself into the ring as potential new commissioner. I think I've overtaken you as as the favorite for this job. Well, All due I, respect. I'm
1: like the... Um you know, I'm I'm the rebellious one of the league. I I'm, I'm like the uh, the guy that's gonna stage a coup one day and just take over.
0: <laughs> With your tanks and your your red army. Yes. The my guns scare. and my
1: tanks. There we are. Um. No, I have no interest in running the league, and I don't think I would run it any better. I'm sure I'll probably run into the ground.
0: That'd but, be funny to watch, though. But
1: maybe that's what I want. Maybe I just want anarchy.
0: Right. I have faith in your commissionership ability.
1: I don't even watch football, so how am I supposed to have any uh, abilities, period
0: I think you're, you'd be a fair and just leader, that's what I'm about
1: I would be a fair and just leader
0: I feel that way mm. well, that's good I feel hear. very strongly that you would Well, I'm glad you feel that way well,
1: The truth and your opinions are two different things
0: Yeah, well You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man Now What has not been established also in this chat, and it's in a word troubling, is how much money everybody is on the hook for. Yes. It's just, I didn't receive money from X, Y, and Z person. How much? How much, brother? How much are we playing for here?
1: I mean, if I knew we were playing for money, I might have put a little more effort into uh, actually showing up,
0: but... Right.
1: You know, it's 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 usually like every other year I forget the draft and, and miss it, but... And then obviously last year I went on the legendary run the run that I missed that era the run that will never be repeated no nobody will ever get that lucky again and then still lose at the end
0: of the year. it was in a word depressing, but i I am glad that it happened while it did i'm I'm still a little bummed that i you didn't complete the season because I would have liked to get that Green Day father of all tattoo yes
1: I mean you could still get it it's up to you you're you're your own man.
0: Yeah, but you know, I I I gave you my word that it would happen if. That's true. That's true. And I'm a man of my word, Matt Dixon. I'm a man of principle. Yes. I, I mean, fight for truth, justice, in the American way, <laughs> as we know.
1: Um, I, I all I remember about that whole run is that the I believe it was week seven or six when I was playing Chris Kelly, and he lost the game on a Justin Herbert fumble, and he lost by like. Half a point. Yes. And that was the closest I came to breaking the streak. I think 10-0 and 0 was, the, was the streak, right?
0: 10-0 and 0 was the streak, yeah. Yeah, so. You lost it to, I believe, Tim, I want to say? Yeah. In week 11? Not surprising. He usually drafts well. Yeah. And then Dylan ended up winning the league that season, despite not winning his division. And yeah. And
1: despite, not, and despite missing the draft, he still won. Yes. <laughs> so...
0: The magic of auto-draft.
1: Yes, we love it.
0: Do you have a hard out right about now, or do you have time to get into a couple advice questions? Oh,
1: like five more minutes. That should be good for me.
0: The rebirth of a popular segment. So, uh, I have two two advice questions coming in today. The first one is, I caught my girlfriend in a lie, and I'm shocked how sophisticated the lie was. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, Dear Dixon and Parodies. My girlfriend told me she was going on a night out at a club event with her two girlfriends and accidentally, quote, bumped into a friend's hotel room party where other guys and girls and had pre-drinks there. They were also going to the same event. Her friend, whose hotel room it was, asked me to come along too, but she lied and said my boyfriend is busy and never asked me. What actually happened is my girlfriend lied to me, and she went to the hotel room by herself. There was never any night out planned of her girlfriends. And then she went out with this group of guys and girls. She knew two of the eight people there. She stuck to this story despite me asking her several times about her night in detail, but my gut knew something didn't add up. Her two girlfriends were nowhere to be seen in social media stories slash snaps. Later her friend who rented the hotel room and who I trust mentioned that she came by herself to the party and that it was planned and not a chance encounter. My girlfriend basically lied to my face and I haven't brought it up yet because I'm trying to convince myself that my girlfriend is incapable of lying to me. What should I do? Uh drop her. Yeah, I I think this one's cut and dry. Um I don't think this lie is sophisticated. No. I will say. This is not this is not I'm shocked how sophisticated the lie was. I'm not. This is a pretty straightforward lie. Yeah. And anybody who tells you something like that, you don't need to you don't need to be hanging out with that person.
1: If if you're dating somebody and they they don't at, invite you to something when they have the chance to, then obviously they don't want to be around you in that situation, especially if there's Right. If it was just women around, then that would be fine, but if there was if there was a mix and then you're not inviting your boyfriend, I mean, it just mm-hmm. seems a little Little shifty to me. I don't know.
0: Little, little strange. Little strange. And then finally, I have I hurt his feelings about his dick size. <laughs> okay. Yeah I, yeah, I talk about my yeah. dick twice a week. Um, I can already. I don't need to read to answer this question. The answer is he's gonna break up with you, and it's your fault. But, but let's let's read it anyway. Let's see what we got. So. We are in a serious relationship and have been living together for one month now. We were chatting about a Twitter post uh, late one night regarding something sex-related, and I made a comment that I said, the big ones hurt. And he got a little upset and told me to Google that and look at memes of guys reacting when their significant other sends that to him. He then asked how I'd feel if he said that tight pussies make him come too fast. He's glad mine isn't so tight. And I said, I wouldn't care because we have amazing sex very often and I'm perfectly happy. I smell cap. (laughs) You would absolutely care. Um... I assured him I love his dick. It's perfect for me. We can have sex multiple times per day, and I'm not left sore, and I really enjoy it. I'm really enthusiastic and go down on him daily, so I don't understand his reaction. I meant no harm by it. He was distant last night, and today and I can feel our connection is off, and I don't know what to do to make it better. Help.
1: Well, you have a, probably 11 more months on your lease of your, your, your apartment, mm-hmm. so you're in trouble there, champ.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is a big, I don't, this, this is one of those things I don't think you can come back from. Yeah, that's a little. Once, like, it's just, that, that type of, of, you know, physical compatibility and sexual compatibility is so important to keeping a relationship going, that once it's compromised, I don't think there's any way you can, you know, like, He's never going to be able to not think about that when he's with you. Yeah. Like, for better or worse, and you, for better or worse, you did this to yourself. I I think you need to abandon ship here. I love his dick. Try and try again the next time. Yeah, yeah, and, be and make sure to never say something like that to your <coughs> next partner ever again.
1: We will do better. We must do better.
0: Yes. I love his dick. It's perfect for me. Spectacular. <laughs>
1: This was fun. A little average episode, just uh, just me and you talking. Always, always just good. Catch
0: up, you know, news recap. Mm-hmm. Good times. I like these. I, I kind of feel like we should do like, like, one or the other, like alternate, like one, you know, do two episodes a month. One is just a news recap. One is a life recap. I mm-hmm. think that'd be fun.
1: Yeah, because not really anything goes on in my life that's interesting at the moment, so. It's unfortunate that I don't have anything much to talk about in that respect. It's just like you know most of the time it's you come up with with subjects and i I will gladly comment on them, but as far as I mean as far as my own life updates, not much really
0: changes I mean listen, I got news for you. my life is pretty boring as well well, hopefully it'll get more exciting in the future. <laughs> my love is dick um my life i my life is. Interesting enough to make it worth following on social media. That's why you can catch me at Nick Parodies on all social medias. The bad ideas on Instagram were there.
1: You can find me anonymously on Reddit somewhere if you if you happen to know what you're looking
0: for. Ah. I, I've probably seen the account once or twice on the Green Day subreddit. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Good times, Matt Dixon. It all was right. a pleasure. Absolutely. My love is Dick. Let's go!
1: so we'll uh, we'll see you next time same bat time same bat channel don't do drugs make good decisions not bad decisions and, or uh, make
0: bad decisions you know you'll have something to write into us for our advice section yeah it. make all the bad decisions Just don't Get do anything we're so. yes. immoral shout out spider-man 3 i'm gonna go eat some uh eat some pizza all right you, have, eat some. you have fun with that all right. so
1: I can't keep you home right, for a
0: lot Cause you my frequent the spots right. that I'm known to rock You hear the bass from the truck when I'm home the block Ladies, they say homage But haters say Trey fell off how Nigga, my last album was the chronic. They wanna know if he still got it They say raps change They wanna know how I feel about it You ain't up, okay Dr. Trey is the name, I'm ahead of my game Still puffin' my leaf, still fuckin' the